welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, Clearedcast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I'm Jill Hamilton, editor at Clearance Jobs. Thanks for joining us today as we chat with Daniel Rivera. He's the Deputy Branch Chief of Active Assailant Security at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And we're going to be talking with Daniel about his role at CISA and in Active Assailant Security. Daniel, thanks so much for talking with us today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for having me. That's great. So real quick, Starter, how long have you been at CISO? Oh, gosh. Um... I started I started in June of 2012. Okay, wow, that's really great. So, and what what's your role there? What kind of work do you do? Um, and then can you talk to us about how you got involved in active assailant security? Okay, so I'm the deputy branch chief of the active assailant security branch. And within our portfolio, we maintain oversight on a variety of different threat vectors, including the active shooter preparedness, vehicle ramming, complex coordinated attacks, insider threat, fire as a weapon, and any other type of emerging uh, threat that that is relevant uh, in the current threat landscape. So uh, as part of that role, on any given day, you can find me on trying to improve the content of our online training materials, our training uh, videos, our printed publications and resources, as well as improving uh, the curriculum of our active shooter preparedness in-person workshop or virtual webinars. Um, and then of course, we go around uh, providing presentations to our stakeholders, informing them about our DHS resources. That's really great. Well, when it comes to active assailants, um, of course, DHS aims to, they want to enhance preparedness through a whole community approach. So you talked a little bit about some of these things, but can you talk to me about the products, the tools, the different resources you provide, and who you're trying to reach with them. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, our program is pretty comprehensive and uh, we're, we're experts in outreach. So, so what that looks like is developing uh, printed publications, materials, training resources um, that can help stakeholders recognize an incident before it occurs and take the appropriate actions to mitigate risk and, and, and save lives in advance of an incident um, by by these various products they'll they'll learn safety tips and mitigation tips to kind of uh, early uh, early recognition of something so it's important that we understand what types of products and tools are needed in the field and by having you know a good idea of what the regional partners are telling us we move forward on developing innovative products that will help mitigate risk that's great CISA creates so many important products and resources. Uh, so how do you go about getting those into the hands of people and business owners around the country? Um, you know, and how important are the, is the private sector, uh, the partners that you have in this process? Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's very important that um, through the DHS enterprise, you're in tune with what's going on in the threat landscape and who and predicting who may be most uh, would be the best benefiter of, of of the resources, and so we work closely with um, our CISA regional partners in the field to kind of understand the requirements that are needed. So our our 
our work primarily deals in outreach and, and everything we do um, is developed for the critical infrastructure owner and operator in mind. We develop products, tool, tools and resources to hopefully put them in the hands of our stakeholders in advance of an incident, which is where we believe that uh, the biggest bang for, our, for the buck is um, so that they can help uh, mitigate uh, risk against an active assailant attack. We've seen, sadly, a lot of tragic shootings here in the U.S., uh, Americans feel, you know, you can feel really helpless when there's when you're faced with violence and not sure what to do. So obviously, you know, Department of Homeland Security wants to come alongside and help change that. So can you talk a little about the active shooter, what what you can do, of course, and how people can participate with that? Absolutely. So the IS, IS 907 is one of the marquee elements to our uh, program. It's a, a 45 minute independent uh, online study course that prepares an, an individual to, to take the appropriate actions to, to save their lives in the if confronted with an active shooter uh, scenario. So the things that they'll learn uh, via this course is to understand the, uh, the role that they have with run, hide, and fight, and as it applies to saving their lives and potentially the lives of others, uh, what they can expect uh, to take to take place when law enforcement arrives, and then finally how to deal and manage with the consequences um, that are long-lasting after after one of these attacks. Uh, the course has been so popular that since since the inception of this program, we've completed 1.1 million course completions. Is this for the general public, or for specific stakeholders? So the so the uh, independent course is is hung on the FEMA. Emergency Management Institute uh, website, so anyone can go there to, to take the course. Um, it's open to the public, so whether it's an individual learning about active shooter preparedness or whether it's an organization looking to uh, enhance the knowledge of their employees uh, pertaining to active shooter, they can go and take this uh, this free training and and get a certificate in the end in the end of it and uh, record it with their with the organization. Awesome. Um, especially as, you know, we have a lot of different trainings that are mandatory. <laughs> I'm sure you have some of your own, but then to have that um, as part of the toolbox available to even just to employers, let alone to the general public, is really, really helpful. So that's that's really great. Um, so, of course, we also see in the news different um, news stories about violence targeting specific communities uh, but this is working to reach everyone, of course, right? Like, as you were just saying. So how do you connect with the many American citizens who maybe don't speak English? Well, that's a very good question. So CISA maintains a very comprehensive uh, program designed for the critical infrastructure owner and operator. And so uh, we fully recognize that that there are many commonly spoken foreign languages in the U.S. And as such, we work closely with uh the DHS Office of Civil Rights and Civil Liberties, as well as our regional field offices to develop products um, for, for various communities to make sure that you know, we're reaching the right stakeholder at the right time, which would be in, in, advance of the, in advance of an incident. And we've been very successful. So that, the question you pose is really interesting because in, uh, when I first started, we had... Um, maybe one or two products translated uh, in Spanish. I believe it was an active shooter 
poster and uh, an active shooter pocket card. But if you fast forward five or six years later, I believe now um, on our website, we have a full complement of active shooter booklets, pamphlets, and pocket cards on our website available in nine uh, commonly spoken foreign languages in the United States. And um, that process is, you know, has been well received. And as such, you know, depending on the threat, we're now looking at implementing new ways to to reach uh, communities where where English is perhaps maybe the second language. So here recently, uh, at the beginning of the year, there was a threat to the Asian um, community. So we took uh, our power of hello product, our power of hello product, which is essentially um, some valuable information that assists in identifying and responding to suspicious behavior, and we translated that into twelve. Um, Asian American and Pacific Islander languages. So, um, we, you know, as as experts in uh, outreach, we never we never stop trying to innovate different ways to to reach our you know our communities. So this is you know one example of of uh, reaching people uh, in this way through our translated products. Yeah, that's so good because. Your, the work you do has a direct impact on saving lives. So um, meeting a threat and translating it into multiple languages to really talk to the communities that, that, that you're trying to reach can go a long way. It's really important work. So can you tell us how it feels personally to fulfill such an important miss, mission? Well, knowing that the work that we do on a day in and day out basis uh, contributes directly to saving lives, um, and I can I can attest to this because in my time here, I was fortunate enough to um, be part of the training that was out in front of uh, the unfortunate incidents that occurred at the Las Vegas uh, shooting at the Route 91 Harvest uh, Music Festival in 2017, as well as some of the training that was uh, provided to participants from the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 2018. And so um, knowing that I was able to, in some way, inform, shape the training of the of the tools and the resources to help people that have have provided feedback on how how important that material was really, really uh, gives me a great sense of pride. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. You know, when you see your work um, being used in the different communities, um, that's really great to have that impact and to contribute to that. It's really important. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at ClearCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejob.com. <laughs>